Welcome to Profound Words Podcast. In this podcast, we try to go beyond surface level and try to go into topics and things that go into what really matters for us as human beings. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Specialized Coaching. Now, if you're looking to level up and if you're looking to better your finances, relationships, or your health, maybe, but you find it difficult to find the time or maybe you don't have the discipline or you keep self-sabotaging or procrastinating, well, a coach in your corner is definitely going to be a great investment in your development and in your future. So head on over to the link in the show notes or you can head on down to fiber.com forward slash YSenior28. That is fiber.com forward slash the letter Y, the word senior and the number 28 to check out the best option for you. Now back to the show. In today's episode of the podcast, we are talking about the six human needs by Tony Robbins. Now, these six human needs, I think is important for us to go over because it gives us a very good idea about why people do what they do. It gives us a very good idea about what motivates people, what moves people to do different things, regardless of where they're from, regardless of their ethnicity, or regardless of their religion, background, upbringing, whatever it is. The truth of the matter is we are all human going through a human experience. And we are more alike than we are apart. So understanding these needs gives us a very good understanding about how we operate and what makes us similar as human beings in terms of our behavior. And then what sets us apart is not what we that we have different needs, is that we look for different ways to satisfy the same needs. This is something that I find very important to share with all of you because of my own experience with this. I understand it that there was a before and after me learning these things, learning this concept in particular. And learning about these needs, it gave me a very big understanding and a, a willingness to have better rapport with people and to connect with people in a different way because I understood that people are not inherently good or bad or in between. People are just looking to satisfy these needs and they're doing it the best way they can. And we're, in fact, we're all doing it the best way we can. And in fact, the best way we can is usually not the best way uh, available because it, unfortunately our lives and our brains do not come with an instruction manual that tells us what to do and how to do it and what are the best practices. But in fact, our lives and our experiences come through trial and error. And that a lot of that trial and error can lead us to good paths, but it can also lead us down bad paths. And, and that is really the big difference between most people. And one of the big things that I think is important to, to learn about these six human needs is that it allows you to have a better connection with other people, to get to other people who are maybe going through struggles, to communicate better. It allows you to understand people better. It allows you to build rapport with these people. And it also allows you to understand yourself and work with yourself in learning how you satisfy these needs, how you could better satisfy these needs, 
and what you could do to get to a place where you are making better decisions for your life based on how to satisfy these needs in a positive and encouraging and uplifting way. So without further ado, the first need of these six human needs by, uh, once again, this is a concept created by Tony Robbins. The first, the first uh, human need is the need for certainty. This is a need for survival. This is the basic need for every single person on the face of the planet. Now, people may put different values on this need or on different needs, but we all have these, this need. And this is basically the need for us to feel like we have a roof over our head, like we have food on the table that we can take care of ourselves. I mean, if you can imagine going through life not knowing where your next meal is going to come from or where your next paycheck is going to come from, or if you're going to have a roof over your head, or if you're in, outside in the elements and maybe somebody's going to attack you, another person or an animal or something like that, it's completely unsettling. It's because it, it drives people insane. And it's a big reason why a lot of people who are in that situation of homelessness are going into mental problems and mental issues because they do not have certainty at all. They don't know if they're going to have food to eat. They don't know if they're going to have a place to stay. They don't know if they can take care of themselves and maybe other people that's with them. So that level of uncertainty and just not constantly knowing if you're going to live or die can drive people absolutely insane. So it's an absolute need that we have for certainty. We need to have certainty in our lives. For some people, like I said, it's more important than others. Other people, some people value it above everything else and they need to have certainty at all times. And other people value it at the bottom of the list. They value certainty, but it's certainly not that important. Now, the next um, need is actually very interesting because just as we have a need for certainty, we also have a need for uncertainty. See, when you know what's going to happen every single moment of every single uh, day of your life, you would be bored out of your mind because there needs to be a little variety. There needs to be a little bit adventure in your life. And if there's no variety and if there's no uncertainty, then it completes it becomes completely boring. And so we need variety. We need uncertainty to a certain extent. And like I said, some people value it this value this at the top of their list where they need constant variety. They need constant adventure and, and things to be different all the time. So they never stick to a single routine. They jump out of buildings. They jump out of airplanes. They skydive, zip line, whatever it is, because they have that need for constant variety or adventure, right? You can give different names for this, right? But the same thing applies. We all need a certain level of variety. In fact, this is why we love movies so much, is because even in a controlled setting where nothing really is going to happen to us, we like having the little bit of uncertainty and that little bit of variety, maybe sometimes even fear. This is also why people like horror movies. Um, you, have, you have all these experiences vicariously through a character in a screen, but you don't actually put yourself in harm's way. So 
we need variety in our lives. We need adventure. We need a little bit of spice in our life as well. So these two needs are very, very important for us. Now, the third need is the need for significance. And also, this is very, very important. Like I said, people give different values to these needs. But significance is important because it basically allows us to value ourselves, value what we bring to society, value what uh, we are as human beings or maybe who we are or whatever it is. And you can get significance from a whole bunch of stuff. And I'll get more into this later, but we can get these needs satisfied in a multitude of ways. It doesn't have to be always a positive way. In fact, you can get a lot of certainty and a lot of variety from stealing at gunpoint, right? You're definitely going to feel certain that I'm going to be able, if I have a gun to your head, I'm going to feel way certain that you're going to respond to this, right? I feel definitely to feel significant, right? Because now I have all the power in you and I could take everything from you, right? Uh, I definitely feel a sense of variety and excitement. Who knows what's going to happen? So this, these needs can be met through a myriad of ways. And this is what really separates us as human beings and what makes us very different as human beings is how we choose to meet these, these needs. But going back to significance, significance is specifically us feeling validated as human beings by either by somebody else or by ourselves and we all have this need we all need to feel significant in some way or form either through our work or either through uh, the things we do or the things we say or the way we dress or how many cigarettes we smoke a day but something that separates us from the rest of of everybody else right so that one thing that separates us, that one thing that makes us special, right, is the is a need, is something that we need in ourselves, in our personality. And so significance is also important. And like I said, people value it in different ways. But it leads us then into the fourth need, which is love and connection. Because if you do not feel significant, then you don't feel worthy of love or connection. And I say love or connection because it's not necessarily a romantic relationship that we create, although we do need that as well. Um, it's more about having a deep connection with somebody else. It could be a friendship. It could be, in fact, connecting with a pet that we love. It could be all sorts of different, it could be social media, it could be video games, it could be a whole bunch of stuff, but something that we do to have a connection with another human being or another living being, right? So we definitely need some kind of closeness of intimacy with somebody. Uh, like I said, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, even though that's gonna be the ultimate form of love and connection, right? Because it just gives us all of this spectrum of having that that deep that deepness with um, having that intimacy that not just physical intimacy but also verbal intimacy, like emotional intimacy, being vulnerable around that person, and then having phys physical intimacy. It's like all these things combined. 
but you could also get that connection from uh, friendships, close friendships at work, or maybe your school, or maybe your your high school reunion, or so so many ways to get connection. But the thing is, we all need these things, and these four needs that I just mentioned, right? Certainty, uncertainty, significance, and love and connection. These four needs are considered the needs of the personality. What do I mean by that? You know, I mean that these needs can be met basically through anything. I mean, you can meet these needs, like I said, by robbing somebody at gunpoint, or you can meet these needs by contributing to charity, or you can meet these needs by scaling Mount Everest, or you can meet these needs by becoming a professional athlete, or you can meet these needs by becoming the CEO of a company, or you can meet these needs by being a janitor, or you can meet these needs by uh, joining a cheerleading squad, whatever it is. All these things, right, are things that we do to meet these needs. And the next two needs are what are considered the needs of the soul, which is, is not that easy to meet these needs. Although we do have these needs, all every single one of us has these two needs, but it's not that easy to get. And it's not that easy to get, especially in a negative in a negative space or in a negative way. If you can definitely meet the force four needs, being addicted to drugs, you get certainty that you're gonna get that same feeling every time you hit yourself with that drug. You're gonna get uncertainty because you're whacked out of your mind. You don't really know what's going on. You have that little bit sense of adventure. You definitely get significance because, well, it becomes sort of your identity. Oh, this is who I am. Oh, I'm, I'm a stoner. I'm a cocaine or I'm a, whatever it is. But it, it becomes part of who you are and your identity. So it gives you some sort of, of significance, even if it's in a negative way, if you're in and out of rehab, it sort of gets you the identity of being the addict, right? And so it gives you a little bit of significance and also gives you connection because most people who get high don't get high by themselves. You usually see a bunch of people getting high in a group. And so it gives you a little bit of that connection as well with other people who do the same sort of dumb stuff. But the, the main thing here is it's very hard to get the next two needs, which I'm going to get into right now, which the, the, the fifth need, which is the first need of the soul, is growth. And growth is all about making progress in your life. Now, the real source of you being fulfilled in your life, you really feeling happy with your life, like not just saying you're happy, just really, really feeling happy and fulfilled and joyous with your life. Having that is all about progress, right? Tony Robbins talks about this all the time. He said, uh, progress equals happiness. If you're moving towards something and you know you're moving towards something, then it fulfills you, it brings you up, it, it fills you up in so many ways. Even if you're not there yet, even if you're not at the goal yet, if you know you're moving just a little bit closer to that goal, wow, it makes you so happy, so fulfilled, and it lights you up because you know you're on the right path. But see, you cannot get that from being addicted to drugs because you know it leads to nowhere. You know there's no end game with consuming drugs. 
right? That That's not something that's going to lead you to something. You're not going to become a drug-consuming champion. There's no such thing, right? So it becomes then a very different discussion, a different conversation, meeting the needs of the soul. And so the next need of the soul, or the sixth need, is contribution, is giving beyond yourself. Now, contribution is 100% a need. It's something that we all need to do. And like I said, it's not easy to do in a negative way or in a negative space. You cannot do this, like I said, uh, being a drug addict because you're not contributing anything to anybody because you're not in the condition to contribute to anybody, right? Maybe you're contributing to the drug dealers, maybe, but I wouldn't even consider that contribution. Um, contributing is more about giving. It's about giving of yourself. And I don't, even, don't necessarily mean giving money or resources to other people, although that can be part of it. Um, I'm more talking about giving of your time, giving of your knowledge, of your physical investment, of your emotional investment, being vulnerable, being there for people, being open to people. And it could be contributing to society at large, or it could be contributing to your family, or you could be contributing to your close friends, your, your um, sort of quote unquote um, chosen family, right? So this idea of contribution is absolutely a need because when we feel most fulfilled in life, it's when we're growing and when we're giving. See, you could have everything in the world, everything you could ever dream of. You could have all the money, all the cars and the expensive jewelry and the clothes and all the Instagram life, pinky ring finger, all, all the pimp life <laughs> that you could possibly imagine. But if you cannot share that with anybody, does it actually mean something to you? Not really. I mean, if you had everything, every single one of these things that I'm describing to you, but you cannot share it with absolutely anybody, and I mean any, nobody, zero people, would you still love those things? Probably not. Let's be honest here. Because... The best thing about having these things is getting to share them with other people, right? The best thing of accomplishing these things and getting the big house and the big mansion and the big cars and the jewelry and all the expensive shit, the best part about getting that stuff is to share it with other people, to share it with friends or family or a loved one or your children or or maybe giving to charity or doing different stuff with you know what you've accumulated all of that comes from contribution right and in fact a lot of people that are in that space that that are at that level of life when they have more than they could ever need in terms of resources got to that place because they were giving of their time or because of they were giving of the, um, their resources or their skills or their values, everything that they give, they give 
in order to get to that place of total abundance, right? So contribution is absolutely a need and it can only be met in a very positive way. Now, like I said, I alluded to the fact, right, that you could meet these different needs, all these six needs, you can meet these six needs in very different ways. Like I said, you can meet them through going and doing charity work for the rest of your life, like Mother Teresa, right? Or you could do it in a way where you become like a gang member or a gang lord and you try to take over the neighborhood or the street or the whatever it is, right? And so you get those same needs fulfilled and that's basically what changes from one person to the next is not what we're looking for because we're all looking to fulfill those needs. But what changes from one person to the next is how we choose to fulfill those needs in a very positive or negative way. And this is also why it becomes so hard for people to get out of bad situations. Maybe, uh, like I said, like I talked about earlier, maybe you're addicted to something. Maybe you're addicted to drugs, right? So being addicted to drugs is not just about biological addiction um, markers or processes, right? This idea that it's, oh, it's just some chemical response, right? That you're addicted and you're hooked for life and nothing could ever change it is not necessarily the case, although that is real. You know, there is a biological component or a chemical component to that addiction, but it's not necessarily the case because if something else comes into your life and something radical happens in your life, you're going to completely detach yourself or take take yourself out of that situation without any cravings or, or anxiety or whatever it is. You're going to go through whatever you have to go through to get clean if you really feel the need to or if you are feeling that you're going to get more pain out of not doing that than actually staying in that drug addicted situation, right? Now, let me paint a picture very clearly for this because I feel like it's sort of up in the air. Now, for example, I'll, I'll tell you the story of a friend of mine. I'm not going to change his name because, you know, just protect his identity. But um, he was very, 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 very addicted to cigarette smoking. You rarely saw him without a cigarette in his hand. And in fact, uh, he's tried to quit smoking many times before. And if you have this situation, you probably understand where he is coming from, where he tried to quit smoking before, it didn't work, and they continue to smoke every single day, maybe smoke a pack a day at minimum. But it wasn't until he had a situation at home with his daughter that he actually decided to quit. And here's what happened in that situation. Um, he was in the backyard. It was um, sort of a reunion or gathering at his house, right? I was not there. there was, this was under after the fact, but um, unbeknownst to him, during the party, during 
this interaction with friends and loved ones in the backyard, her little girl, her daughter, who was four at the time, is watching TV inside. And he's outside having a good time, smoking, laughing, drinking, right? And she runs outside crying her eyes out, just bawling in tears. And she runs over to her dad and she grabs onto him and hugs him and starts screaming and crying uncontrollably, right? Like the greatest tragedy has ever happened. And when he kneels down and tries to see what's going on with her daughter, uh, she tells him, please, daddy, don't kill yourself. Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking to yourself, wow, why would she say that? And that's exactly what her father asked her. Why would you say that? Why would you think I'm going to kill myself? And all she did was wipe her tears and point to the cigarette in his her dad's hand. And inside in the house, she was watching TV and she was watching a commercial against smoking, telling her the dangers of smoking and how it kills people and it gives people cancer. And so just that experience alone with his daughter was enough for him to quit smoking completely cold turkey that single day and never go back and never miss it and never have any cravings or never count the days or the hours that he has gone without smoking or never even think about it again. And to this day, he doesn't smoke. He's a non-smoker. It's tied to his identity now. And so he overcame that chemical part of the addiction because then the needs that he required or from that smoking were no longer met from smoking. It was more important to her, to him, to get, uh, to make sure that his daughter was taken care of and that it was going to be there for his daughter than to smoke. And so what I'm trying to get at here is if you find a way to meet your needs from something more positive, then the chemical dependency is not going to be no match for your determination or your mental determination to get out of that situation. This is how we get rid of addictions. And it doesn't have to be a hard addiction like drugs or, or alcohol or cigarettes. It could be your addiction to social media. It could be your addiction to the internet. It could be your addiction to shopping. It could be your addiction to pornography. It could be your addiction to gambling, a whole bunch of stuff, right? You get a lot of these needs met through that addiction. Like I said, drug addiction can give you certainty. It can give you variety. It can give you significance, connection. And other addictions can give you that as well. You don't have to be chemically addicted to something. Like I said, you could be addicted to social media and you definitely get 
connection with other people. You definitely get significance by getting validated and likes and comments on your pictures and posts. You definitely get uncertainty of variety. Who knows what's going to be on there? You definitely get certainty as well every time you open up and start scrolling. And if you understand that this is really what's making you hooked to social media, then getting your needs met by something else is going to make social media, your addiction to social media, look like a hankering for ice cream, right? It's going to be nothing. So how can we reverse this or how can we be more conscious of this, of the how we meet these needs? Well, first of all, we need to understand these needs. We need to understand that we have these needs. And then we need to understand how we are meeting these needs. So take a time, take a moment either now or later in the day to figure out how am I meeting these needs? How am I meeting my need for certainty? How am I meeting my need for variety, for significance, for love, for connection, for growth, and for contribution? If you understand how you're meeting your needs and if you're honest with yourself as well, because this is going to be very important. If you're lying to yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. If you're honest with yourself and you figure out where you're meeting your needs, then it's going to be very obvious to you what you should be doing instead and how to get to what you should be doing versus what you normally do. Because if, for example, you're addicted to social media, but you want to be more healthy and more active, right? Well, then you need to get that same level of certainty, of uncertainty, of significance and connection from working out or from eating healthy or from getting uh, around other healthy people. See, you need to establish that same level. And it's very, very important to say this because some people say try to do this through willpower alone, which is, well, how most of us try to do it. But they try to tell, tell themselves, okay, I'm not going to go stroll through social media at all. I'm going to delete all the apps and the accounts and whatever. And I'm just going to go to the gym and that's going to be it. And then you go to the gym and then you stand there and you see all these people taking pictures of themselves or other people recording themselves. And you start to peek over to their phones. You start to get curious. And then you open up uh, Facebook or you open up TikTok or you open up whatever it is without an account because you can do that as well. And you're right back where you started. See, the way you get out of that is not through willpower. It's through understanding how to meet your needs. And so you need to meet the same needs that you were meeting through social media, through working out at the same level. This is very, very important at the same level. That means that it, out of, let's say, let's grade it from one to 10, right? Let's say you're getting significance, right? From social media at level 10, then you need to get significance from working out at a level 10 or above level 11, if you, if you have to, right? So how do you do that? Well, you do that through different processes, but you do that basically through valuing or changing your value structure towards 
being healthy above being significant, right? Or drawing significance from being healthy. See, you need to also understand that we also have rules, and maybe this is a topic for a different episode, but I'll get into it very quickly in this one. We also have rules to how we know that we're meeting these needs. See, if I'm getting significance at level 10 from social media, how do I know that I'm getting significance or that I feel significant through social media? See, and when you ask yourself that question and you allow yourself to answer honestly, you figure out all these rules that you have in your head about what makes you significant or what makes you feel significant, right? Which is more important. What makes you feel significant, maybe it can change from one person to the next. Everybody has different rules, but just to give uh, an example here, just to off the top of my head invent something, a hypothetical. Um, let's say you say, well, in order for me to feel significant, I have to have at least five likes on my picture, right? And if I don't have five likes on my picture, I have three likes on my picture, I do not feel significant, right? For some people, it may be bigger than that. For some people, it need to have at least 100 likes on their picture. For some people, it needs to be 100,000 likes on their picture, right? <laughs> so getting that validation comes from you having a certain set of rules in your mind about what needs to happen in order for you to feel significant or validated, right? And so getting that same level then needs to translate to uh, how to get that same level from working out. And so working out needs to change your rules, change your rules now in terms of working out. Now, significance may mean progress, right? Or may mean uh, your trainer going over to you and saying, hey, good job. Or say, hey, I, I saw you lifted five pounds heavier today. Or I see that, that you're here every day. So congratulations, right? Or it may mean that you start to see your body transform and you start to look good and you like what you see in the mirror and you get that significance from that. Right. And other people start telling you, oh, hey, you look good. Hey, you look amazing. Wow. What are you doing? Right. And so you get that level of significance, but the rules changed. And for you to get that same level of significance, you have to change your rules as well. So here's the thing that we need to understand how to get out of that addictive behavior, which, like I said, it could be something hard like alcohol and drugs and, and cigarettes. Or it could be social media, it could be porn, it could be, we all go through something like this. We, we are all addicted to something, right? It could be food, it could be processed food, it's food that you know is not good for you, but you still eat it anyway. We all have these things in our lives that we know we shouldn't be doing, but we're still doing because we get some sort of need met from those things. And something that meets two or three of those needs at a high level, right? If you out of, from one to 10, if you get three needs met by something at level 10, it becomes an addiction. 
you become addicted to that thing. And so we need to be very wary of this. And so how we get out of that is by understanding, okay, what me, what needs am I getting out of this thing that I'm addicted to? What needs am I getting out of this? And how can I get those same needs at that same level from something positive in my life that I've been wanting forever, right? And maybe your finances, taking care of your finances, and maybe spending more time with your family, it may be getting healthier, and maybe, you know, having this better spiritual connection through your religion. I don't know what you believe or subscribe to. Uh, it may be spending more time learning about stuff or learning new languages or whatever it is that you want to accomplish in your life or that would give you that sense of growth as well. Need number five. Uh, what also needs to meet those needs at the same level, right? So it's important to be conscious of these needs. And if you feel the need to go over this information again and again and again, it's perfectly fine. It took me a while to learn this stuff and really get it ingrained in my system. But understanding these needs gives you a better understanding of yourself, how you can better your life, and how you can better connect with other people. Because even through a simple conversation, you can sort of tell what people value the most. And see, we all have different values for these needs. Like I said before, some people, their top need is certainty. For some people, their top need is significance. For some people, their top need is contribution, right? For some people, their top need is love above all else. And so it's a good exercise for every single one of us. I've done this many times and I seriously encourage you to do the same, to sit down and to write down what is the order of importance for you out of these six needs. Now let's recap a little bit so you don't get uh, overwhelmed or confused. The first need is for certainty. The second need is for uncertainty or variety. The second need is for significance. I mean, third need, excuse me. The fourth need is for love, connection. And the fifth need is for growth. And the sixth need is for contribution. So where do you place these needs in their particular order? Do you value love above, above all else, right? Do you value growth above all else? What are the, the things that you value most and the things that you value least in this list of six needs? And that gives us a very clear understanding about who you are as a person and how you're going to operate. Now, I don't need to explain to you human psychology or behavior psychology or anything really deep into that. You don't have to be a psychologist, a characterist, or have a PhD level knowledge about this stuff to understand that somebody who values certainty above all else is going to behave very differently than somebody who values uncertainty above all else. You can bet that they're going to behave differently, right? Uh, and we know this because we understand 
what the human experience is, right? So sitting down and understanding the order value of these needs also gives you a glimpse about who you are as a person, but it also gives you a little bit of a window into other people as well and how to better connect with other people because having a simple conversation gives you a very uh, clear idea of what people, what needs people value above all else. Now, if you see somebody on the street uh, who has blue hair of different sizes and sticking out this way or the other, five different piercings just on their face, a tattoo on their neck and sleeve tattoo and dressed with spikes and things coming out all places, right? You could be very clear that their biggest need is not certainty. You could be very, very clear that their biggest need is probably significance. Now, this is just a guess, but it would be a very safe bet to say that that person is mostly concerned with significance because dressing that way or looking that way gives them significance, right? So this, the understanding this concept of the six human needs gives us a very clear window into ourselves and into other people. And like I said, if you have to review this stuff over and over again, feel free to repeat this episode over and over again, because it's, it's something that's worth knowing. And it's something that is going to help you a lot if you understand it well. And it's going to help you not only have better relationships with other people, but also understand yourself better and get to a better place easier because you understand what needs you, you are meeting, how you're meeting those needs and how you can better meet those needs in the future. Now, I hope that you found this valuable. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes. Uh, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, we are on YouTube, and we are also everywhere and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. This is Profound Words Podcast. If you would like personalized coaching, there's also a link for that in the description, and I will see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.